Hello, everybody, and welcome back uh, to our podcast series, Replacing Wall Street with Main Street, your host, Jeff Rediger, where I interview uh, financial advisors, fiduciaries, advocates on different subjects pertaining to each of you out there. And so today my guest is uh, Tom Muji. Tom is with Aspen Creek Financial. He's a regional financial advisor, and I invited Tom on today to talk about pension and pension survivor options because I think it's very misunderstood. So, Tom, uh, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So let's talk a little bit about you're you're located in Las Vegas, but you work with – public employees in different states, and you help them with their decisions regarding uh, educating them on their pension and and, uh, what's the best survivor options, correct? Absolutely, Jeff. So the term that I've heard a lot, and I think it's confusing, but what I want to make sure that we communicate to the audience is there's a lot of decisions when it when it comes to their uh, their pension option at retirement, once they make that decision, that's it. And if you choose a survivor option, you are giving up a certain percentage of that retirement income, correct? Correct. And uh, for the viewers, I want to make sure they are aware of what we're talking about when we're discussing survivor options uh, as well. Um, so in most pension plans, uh, there's going to be two options. There's going to be a single life or you're going to have a joint life uh, benefit and with survivorship, which just means that after the initial is deceased, the payments will continue on to the spouse uh, after that for the remainder of their lifetime as well in the joint option. And so what does it mean? What does the term pension maximization mean then? So pension maximization is just a strategy that allows the pension holder to get the maximum benefit for their work and their time in the system. And there's uh, the way we do that is through a life insurance plan in most cases. Um, So help me understand in, in the audience, how would that work? Let's walk us through maybe a case study or an example. Well, for example, Let's say you had a uh, single life pay of $5,000 per month, meaning that every month for the remaining of your life, you're going to receive a $5,000 check from your pension. Uh, that would be the single life option. Or in many cases, you'll have a slightly reduced benefit uh, as the second option, which would mean you have basically a $5,000 benefit for you, and they'll give $1,000 to your spouse for the remainder of their lifetime as well. Or there's a 50-50 option in many states, and that would be that they only give you about $3,000 and then give the other three and then give $3,000 continuously to the spouse as well until they they pass. Okay. So how does this how does this help with, with an overall retirement strategy? Well, with an overall retirement strategy, what we can do is we can kind of calculate those funds that are needed on the back end if there is a early um, decease of the pension holder. Uh, And then we use that information and create a life insurance plan uh, that works for them that will allow uh, for a benefit that will 
meet or exceed the needs of the spouse if the uh, pension holder were to decease early. Okay. So more flexibility. Absolutely. And then one of the questions that uh, I get confused on still, and I've been in the industry quite a long time, is single versus joint life. Could you explain that pension option? We see it all the time, and I know it's still confusing to some of the employees out there that uh, when they start looking at their pension uh, payout options as they get closer to retirement. Yeah, we touched about it a little bit earlier when we were going through our examples, but just make yeah. it very clear, I, it's – a single life would be the pension holder gets a payment uh, each month, every month, for the remainder of their lifetime. And a joint life simply means that those payments will continue to the spouse for the remainder of their life as well, albeit at a lesser amount. Okay. And then, so um, essentially the life insurance would replace that survivor income. Correct. Exactly. And what we're trying to do is calculate what that survivor would need for their expenses, you know, be it medical, home care, uh, you know, vacation money, whatever their retirement uh, plans are. We want to make sure that we have enough for them to meet those plans. And yeah. so we try and calculate a number and then we make sure that we have a benefit with the life insurance that meets or exceeds that number. And so that way the pension holder can go ahead and take the maximum benefit and not worry about whether their loved one's taken care of uh, should something happen to them and should they decease earlier than uh, they intended. (laughs) Right. So um, who would be a good candidate um, in the public sector? Who would be a good candidate? And then a follow-up to that is, um, you know, Obviously, if you're weak from retirement, you probably don't have a lot of options on the table, but um, kind of give us that that target audience that, that you could really help with these types of uh, alternatives. Well, the best thing I can say to any of the listeners is to start as early as possible. Um, you know, permanent life insurance gets more and more expensive with each year, uh, and so the earlier you're able to start these types of plans – um, the more affordable and the larger benefit you're going to be able to see from them. Uh, with that being said, you're definitely going to need a spouse. It's, you know, you're, you're not going to, uh, have a joint life without, you know, uh, a spouse that you're leaving, um, that money to. Uh, so this isn't an option for, uh, single individuals. Um, but any young, uh, individuals on the pension system, Newly married couples, this is definitely a plan that you guys should be looking into. Um, I know it's very difficult for the younger uh, uh, individuals to kind of see what what their costs and what kind of uh, benefit we should be seeking um, because retirement is so far off. But any type of planning towards this that can get started early will give you a leg up on future retirement. That's good information. And then what are some other benefits of looking at this alternative? Well, there's also uh, cash value associated with many of the uh, permanent life insurance policies. And what that means is that a separate account uh, grows 
with the life of the policy and increases and gives a cash value. So not only are you receiving the benefit on the back end, but you're also building another nest egg that you can utilize during retirement. And I always tell clients, you know, it's it's important for us to have as many buckets uh, that we can pull from, as many levers that we can pull in retirement to make it as uh, fluid as possible and uh, lower the tax incidence as much as possible. And having that cash value in the life insurance policy can be a big help in that matter. There's always pros and cons to everything, right? So what are some of the uh, cons of the pension max strategy that uh, the consumer should be aware of? I would say the biggest caveat is what I kind of already touched on when speaking about the uh, younger individuals. And what that is is that we can't anticipate and can never plan perfectly for the future. Yeah, and what I mean by that is – our analysis of what your loved one may need may be more or may be less than what actually happens. And that's one of the risks of pension maximization is you're giving up that lifetime payment uh, in hopes of a larger payment, but you're taking a risk that they may outlive the amount that we have in benefit for them. Um, and, and with people getting older and older, and medical uh, science advancing at the rate it is, it makes it more and more difficult for us to anticipate these numbers. Along with the increase in medical care, uh, it, it can make it difficult. I still believe in the pension maximization strategy, and I think that it, in many cases it can be the best option. But it's very important that the listeners sit down with a registered financial advisor and discuss their options uh, and clearly before making any decisions. I agree. So on that note, what's the best way uh, for somebody to get a hold of you if they have questions on their pension or would like to discuss these alternatives? Well, if they'd like to get a hold of me, Jeff, they can reach me at 888-545-8840, and my extension is 718. And they can reach me by email at tom at govresources.com. And I'd be happy to discuss with anyone uh, a little bit more in depth about the pension maximization strategy. Okay. And so also for listeners out there, if you'd like more information on um, what Tom and I talked about, as well as um, a pension report card, which I think is very important, go to govresource.com and download uh, your specific pension. So we have 680 pension systems out there that uh, there are report cards for, and a third-party economic think tank at a Boston College economic center has graded your pensions. So it's probably good to, to get a third-party review of how healthy your pension system is because that could ultimately impact the decision you would make on a subject that Tom and I just talked about. So go check that out. And, uh, Tom, I want to thank you. I know you're busy, so I appreciate you taking a few minutes to share a very important subject. Thanks for having me, Jeff. All right, everybody, look for the next episode to drop and go check out 70-plus other podcasts on 14 of our channels out there under Jeff Rediger bringing um, Wall Street to Main Street. So uh, thank you, everybody, and we'll be back. This ends our session.